Johnson about to witness the history. The contest given for one fall is for... Folks, welcome back. You've heard the ding to the dang. That can mean one thing. Wrestle champs. Back with Matt and Owen. How you doing over there, Rowie Dog? What's going on, brother man? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Just got feedback. Know. They're all doing great. You know, yeah. they're sending their love. Yeah, they're going crazy right now. <laughs> this episode comes with some sad news, unfortunately, you know. Uh, R.I. Sheik up in here. R.I. Sheik. Yeah. Like Sheik. I think that might be the name of the episode. I don't know what trendsetters over here doing a thing. Okay. Cosbro Hussein Ziri, better known as the Iron Sheik, passed away. Uh, I want to say at the time of recording, I want to say maybe about a week ago now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say about a week or so now we lost the Sheiky baby. He, he was 81 years old, which is crazy because just about almost a month ago, yeah. I watched his biography on A&E. WWE is doing this new series of biographies and uh, Iron Sheik was the last one they played and ironically enough, and I was thinking, watch, and I was like, man, he finally looks feeble. He finally looks old. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even, even when he was on Howard Stern and he was going crazy, you know. He still looked fit. He yeah. still looked, no, not that he looked fit, but he still looked like Diana Sheik. He still looked like the, the Sheik. New, I haven't seen the newest, newest then, yeah. Like, go on Google right now. Yeah. And type in WWE biographies on a sheet and hit images and see if you can see like a screenshot of him from that show. Um, but for the last like 15 years, he still, even though he had that ginormous belly and fucking all that shit, mm. I still always felt like if he wanted to whip up the 80, 80 pound person clothes, then he could still do it. He still looked like the Sheik. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I was looking watching his biography for the first time ever, I was like, damn. He looks old. He didn't look too good. Yeah, no, I see. I I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing this pic right now and it's and you know, you know I didn't I I mean maybe because I Never wanted to think of a day where guys like the Iron Sheik, or God forbid, Hulk Hogan, or Ric Flair, uh, Triple H, The Rock, or well, not The Rock, because he's still kind of young, but like, mm. you know, Shawn Michaels. I can't yeah. think of, I can't think of. People just getting old. It's hard to think of these guys, these pillars of my childhood, if you want to say. Mm. Um, Getting old and potentially passing on. You know what I mean? It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like when the Macho Man died back in 2000, 
10, I think it was. I, no, 2011. I was in jail when he died. And uh, I remember the day they had the news on. And I'm like, damn, Macho Man Randy Savage is actually gone. Mm. But then the same thing, then I thought about it. It happened with Eddie Guerrero. It happened with Mr. Perfect. It happened with Roy Royal Hawk. Yeah. It happened with Brian Pillman. Uh, matter of fact, Brian Pillman was the first wrestler as a kid growing up that, that passed away. Uh, I can't really count on heart because he didn't pass away. You know, he died in a fucking freak accident. Uh, but to know that the Iron Sheik, this fucking famous professional wrestler of the age, but fuck all that, he became a fucking cultural icon in his later years. Yeah. Because of his, like, Twitter account and his appearances on the Howard Stern show and his shoot interviews are fucking legendary. Some of the biggest sound bites on fucking some wrestling fucking commentator videos are fucking bullshit. Like, Diane Sheik saying so much shit and his fucking, like, he's just an icon, man. And to know that he's gone. I mean, it's sad, but at least you know he's, I mean, dude had a hard life later. He did, yeah. I mean, the drugs, his daughter was murdered. Yeah. Uh, If you watch that chic documentary on YouTube, you'll you'll learn about that. But, you know, it's crazy because in his younger years, he was a bodyguard for the Shaw of Iran. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's heavy duty, man. Uh, he was in the, he was in the Iranian Olympics. He claimed to be an AAU national champion, but Kurt Angle called him out on that because you have to be an American to be an AAU champion. And, uh, and he got back and got him on Stern, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his Stern appearances, I mean, his agent Eric Sims, who is a nice guy, but he enabled the Sheik. Yeah. I mean, I think he truly did. I mean, he tried uh, not to, and he tried to control him, but there was no controlling Iron Sheik when he was on fucking crack. You know That's the mean? thing, yeah. I mean, there was no way. You know what I mean? I mean, back in the 80s, him and Hack Sergeant Duggan, they were blood feuding at the time, and they got caught in a car together and arrested together. Pickup truck. Pickup yeah. truck, actually, I believe. Yeah, it was like weed and... Oh, cut in. Yeah, I think they might have a little bit of co- cocaine. You know, yeah, a, little bit of that, a little bit of that yayo. It happens in the biz. Yeah. But, especially back then. Um, but the Iron Sheik, man, even back then, if you watch some of these bloopers that are just coming out of the interviews, the Iron Sheik still was fucking funny. Look up on YouTube the turkey... Invitational Iron Sheik promo from, I think, 1986. Excuse me. That shit was hilarious. Mm. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. well, the Sheik, 80 years is a good run, dude. You think about it, because, yeah, he did. My mother's 80 years old. There you go. My mom just turned 80. Uh, she Happy birthday. This year? No, she's going to be 81 this year. I dig that. All right. All right. A good year. The, uh, yeah, the Sheik man, dude, he's a wild guy. 
Um, maybe have it, maybe partying for fun in the beginning, and then when tragedy struck, well, he was know, always just party into just a, to cope type deal. According, if you listen to guys like Kevin Nash or guys like that, yeah. you'll hear that the Iron Sheet was always like a marijuana smoker. He called yeah. it his medicine. Uh, he, he was always a beer drinker. Um, he didn't really start with like the crack until like later in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you remember his one appearance on Howard Stern, he was like, it give me power. It give me strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, she fucking, and another thing about him is he could whip out them Persian clubs, man, that were like 70, 80 pounds a piece, and he could whip them bitches above his head, man. Iron Sheik. And let's not forget, mm. without the Sheik, there is no Hulk Hogan. There True. is no Hulk Hogan. There is no Hulk Hogan. The Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund in 19, uh, December 23rd, 1983, to become Am I right on that? I think you are right. Uh, Arnold Scullin threw in the towel for Bob Backlund, and she became WWF champion. And that was the time when they had that big, ugly, green fucking belt. Yeah. And, and it turns out the Iron Sheik was just a transitional champion, and he only held it for a month exactly, because then on January 23rd, 1984... Yeah. Lost the title to Hulk Hogan, and that was the beginning of Hulkamania. Like, that was, I mean, Hulkamania was staying in AWA, too. And, you know, Hulk Hogan had only been back in the WWF for fucking not even six months at that point. And Bob Backlund, in storyline, brought Hogan back to the WWF. And when Hogan was originally in the WWF, yeah. he was a heel. And Freddie Blassie was his manager. And now he came back and he already had the red and yellow, which, you know, not to make this a Hogan um, hey. episode, but at the time, the red and yellow wasn't permanent. Hogan used to wear all white and he would wear blue and white. And, you know, the red and yellow didn't become a staple for Hulk Hogan until about, I want to say about, the end of 86 going in 87 because he even wore the red and yellow as a heel a couple of times WWF but anyway back to the Sheik the Sheik was a transitional champion and after he lost the title of Hogan he would never really regain any kind of main event status Um, at the end of 85 at the end of 84 he would become a tag team wrestler with Nikolai Volkov, rest in peace. Uh, they won the WWF tag team titles, I think yeah. twice. Uh, they beat Mike Rotunda and Barry Window. Uh, Mike Rotunda, better known as IRS, father of Bray Wyatt, Barry Windham, uncle of Bray Wyatt, um, and one of the legendary four horses. Not the first incarnation, the second. But, yeah. yeah. You said Mike Rotunda, right? Mike Rotunda, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> killing it. Freddie um, Blassie management. Yes, they did. Uh, Freddie, that was Freddie, Freddie Blassie's only... No, I think Captain Lou Alabama managed that. 
uh, uh, I'm talking about Barry Wynn and Mike Rotunda. Uh, Freddie Blassie yeah. managed Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, they call them Sheik Blassie. Yeah. Or, or, or Ayatollah Blassie, I think it was. I think it was Ayatollah Blassie because he was even walking around with a headdress like the Iron Sheik wore. Yeah. I think they call, I think they call them Ayatollah Blassie. Um, and then going into the late 80s, I, I think it's about 1988 The Sheik would leave the WWF and go to the NWA. And basically, The Sheik got paid to stay at home. He only had a couple matches here and there. I remember in 1990, he was on a WCW pay-per-view. But by that time, he was already starting to get a little bit out of shape. Mm. Uh, but he could still go. And then in 1991, <laughs> The Sheik was actually brought back to the WWF. But now... Uh, Sergeant Slaughter was a bad guy. Right. This was at the time, uh, the war in Iraq was going on. Yeah. So they took Sergeant Slaughter, who was, uh, he was G.I. Joe, he was fucking Americana, you know what I mean? And, and they took him and they turned him heel. And at first, if it wasn't Sergeant Slaughter, check this, it was gonna be Tugboat. You remember Tugboat? Of course I remember Tugboat. If they didn't go with Slaughter, it was going to be Tugboat that turned on Hogan, and Tugboat was going to become the Iraqi sympathizer, and guess what his name was going to be? Osama bin... Sheik Tugboat. That's what they were going to call Tugboat. That's what they were going to call him, Sheik Tugboat. Well, this was, I mean, the rivalry, uh, yeah, between Slaughter and and Sheik. Oh, that legendary, which makes what I'm about to say even better. They had some of the bloodiest, craziest... I was going to say, got some color up, yeah. But in 91, Slaughter turned heel. He became the Iraqi sympathizer. He, he brought in Sheikh Adnan al Kisi, General Adnan, who was actually life, uh, childhood friends with Saddam Hussein. He was a true Iraqi. Uh, he became, he was a famous manager in the AWA. Sheikh Adnan al Kisi is what they call him. I mean, Adnan al Kisi is his real name. No. But, and they brought in Iron Sheik, but he wasn't called the Iron Sheik. It was Colonel Mustafa, which even then to me was ridiculous because everybody knew it was the Iron Sheik. It was like when they turned Tony Atlas into Saba Simba. And fucking Roddy Piper thought it was so ridiculous he called it out on TV. It's a legendary clip on YouTube. Yeah. Saba Simba's making his debut walking out to the ring. And he's like, that ain't no Saba Simba, that's Tony Atlas. Like, bro, totally shit all over it. And Vince had to come, oh yeah, he went back to Africa, found his roots. And they did the same thing with the Sheik. And they called him Colonel Mustafa. And now he wasn't an Iranian, he was an Iraqi soldier. But everybody, he, he still was, he, he did everything the Sheik did. He fucking, SummerSlam 91 in Madison Square Garden. It's the Triangle of Terror, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, and General Adnan versus Hulk Hogan in the Ultimate Warrior. And during the legendary match where the Ultimate Warrior got fired right after because he held up Vince before the show. Yeah. Um, fucking during the match, Colonel Mustafa, aka the Iron Sheep, put Hulk Hogan in a camel clutch. And again, Roddy Piper goes, hey, this looks familiar. <laughs> it's Madison Square Garden. 
You know what I mean? Piper's the man. Rest in peace. Piper didn't give a fuck. Um, that lasted about, I want to say, an entire year. Then by 92, the sheep was gone again. And now he's doing indie appearances anywhere he can to make money. Uh, then in 1997, one more time, they brought him back to WWF. Oh. But, but, but now he's a fucking manager. He's managing the Sultan with Bob Backlund. The Sultan is Rikishi under another gimmick. Um, that lasted all about a year. Um, she was gone again. He's doing sporadic appearances again, you know, doing like Grandmasters of Wrestling, doing all these indie shows with barely anybody in the crowd just trying to make money. And then, uh, fucking in 2001, they bring him back again for the Gimmick Battle Royal at WrestleMania 17. It's got people like Sergeant Slaughter. Brother Love, Jim Cornette, yeah. Michael Hayes, the Gobbly Gooker. The Gobbly Gooker's up in there? Um, that's right. Kamala yeah. was in there, Earthquake, the Repo Man, Duke the Dumpster Drossy, all these guys. The Iron Sheik won because he couldn't take a bump by this time and they couldn't throw him over the top rope. So yeah. the Iron Sheik went over based off that alone. Oh yeah. Well, she- uh, it came down to Sergeant Slaughter with the Iron Sheik and a Camel Clutch, which was cool because it was 10 years by that point since they had their legendary feud. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of notes you got over there, brother? Oh, no, no. I was just reminiscing. You know, you're talking about Sergeant Slaughter. I was thinking about the old the, the boot camp match back in the day they had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice good guns. But the dude was so good. Like, the gimmick, I think, was... He's another gimmick liver. Where you become so much... You eat so much gimmick for dinner, you become a gimmick liver where you live the gimmick. And you no longer are, you know... Oh, yeah. He got that. I I definitely... Indians do it as well. Yeah. I I definitely believe that happened on your sheet. Because they came up with the nickname Sheiky Baby, and he's very I, the one. He was he was so I got you got to always give him kudos in the gimmick department because it was a great gimmick, and he wrote it to the end. And like he even at eighty years old, he's still fucking like an intimidating dude. I feel like I wouldn't want to fuck with Sheik. Oh no, and he'll gouge your may, eyes out or what something. May, what makes it even better is he believed. Probably until the day he died, that he was the Iron Sheik and that he could fuck you up. Well, he is, and he could. So, and there's also like later in his life, so many funny, and sometimes they were funny, but they weren't meant to be funny. Things would happen, like the time where at this wrestling convention, the Ultimate Warrior was there. And Eric Sims had Bruno San Martino and the other sheep with him. And Bruno went over, shook his hand, and fucking the warrior was cool and, you know, was very respectful to Bruno. So then Eric takes the iron sheep over there and the warrior don't want nothing to do with him. Yeah. So the iron sheep. Warrior was a tough cookie. So the sheep's ready to throw down right there. You know what I mean? 
He's ready to throw down right there. He throws off his jacket. He's fucking, and he winds up smacking Eric Simmons. Like, why the fuck you bring me over here? <laughs> you know? I tell you, dude, Sheik's a tough cook, man. And another, and another, um, legendary thing about the Sheik is yeah. his feud with Brian Blair. B. Brian Blair, one of their killer bees. Yeah. Uh, him and Nikolai Volkov, the Sheik and Nikolai Volkov faced the killer bees at WrestleMania 3. Yeah. And, uh, fucking, the Sheik lived to kayfabe. You know what I mean? To, to the day he died, he lived kayfabe. But well, what's so weird about that is, uh, being known to be like with him and Duggan getting known to like breaking kayfabe so much, so to speak, with that incident, getting caught together on the truck. But it, he still was a dude that lived it more than I think a lot of them do. It was kind of ironic, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think he only did that because it's all he had in his later life. But I mean, he couldn't do what he loved to do anymore. You know what I mean, so I believe, I mean, he even carried around, and I always wish it would have been the right belt. You know what I mean? But he carried around like a replica belt, you know, with him everywhere he went. Like he was still a champion. And I always wish it would have been the belt that he held. You know what I mean? But it wasn't. It was, a, it was the one they were using at the time on TV. Yeah. When you think of, you know, top five most hated. Heels in the game. Oh, he's not in the eighties. In the eighties, he's number one for yeah. sure. He's I'm number one lifetime, so for know. sure. I mean, in I the game in the modern day. This shit got some of the most hate, hate, hated fucking reactions. Anyway, you anyway. have a. Are you familiar with Kenny vs. Spenny, the show? It's a comedy show. They're from Canada, no. I think. No. Very funny show. People listening, it's kind of it's like a. It's known but not known type deal. And it was like these two dudes, you got like a cool guy and like a nerdy guy. They're best friends and they compete with each other in weird ways. Oh, like us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we compare, they compete with each other in weird situations. Like there's one where they see who can eat the most meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's one of the, I like that one a lot because one of them, one of them is like smart about it and they're trying to put on weight like with meat. And uh, one, and when the other one's just like an animal and annihilates everything, and like he almost like dies at the end. But they did an episode where uh, where they were trying to be who could be a better wrestler type deal, and I remember the Sheik was in an episode of that, which was funny. Oh, I think I seen a clip of what you're talking about. I you probably the clip would be like Sheik eventually if she tries to hit him with a beer bottle. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah. Annihilate him with a beer bottle. Um. But getting back to some of the she's later life, like some of it, then he started doing in the late two thousand in the mid to late two thousands he started doing these shoot interviews. Which are which are every wrestling fan with, loves these shoot with, with while well, he was like at the start of it. Beginning really. of it, yeah. Um It was the first with, time they really get real RF video, this dude Rob Feinstein, he's the original owner of Ring of Honor. He it, he actually almost got caught up in one of those uh, to catch predator things. No, For some reason, he got out of it. If you Is look he a up, predator? Well, it was never proven. It was never. So he, got, 
He he the Ring of Honor dude is, is Yeah. Is, well, he's 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 no longer he had to like he sold down it because of it, yeah. No, he sold it because of all the fallout. But he still he's back like Vinnie Mac. But he still he never really fell off. He just never his his company he still runs, he's still very active in that. Uh he's MJ if you know who MJF is, he's actually MJF's yeah. uncle. Uh, MJF don't like talking about that. Huh? MJF doesn't like us talking about it. Oh, we're, we're all villains together. But, but Rob Feinstein is actually MJF's uncle. Um, which is funny because once you hear that, name, fine. You look, once you hear once you hear that, and then you look at him, it's kind of yeah. It's funny because you can tell they're related. Uh, he uses the name Mac, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But it's actually nice for to find that. And funny thing about MJF real quick is he was on Rosie O'Donnell when he was like five years old. Nice. Back in like 96. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious. We'll have to do another episode on this dude that was uh, on Catch a Predator and got off somehow. Oh, Rob, Rob Feinstein? Dude. Yeah, that's kind of a weird deal to get on, be on it and get off. Well, he did. The thing is, it was, um, I'm trying to think if it was, um, I, I I don't know if the Kiss Prayer had necessarily started, but there was something on about perverted justice that used to work with Chris Hansen and the Kiss Prayer and shit. There were the decoys and whatnot, people on the computers and all that. Um, fucking, I don't know if it was Nash, uh, Kiss Prayer per se, but I know it was some kind of something troublesome. Yeah, it was something on the news, and he yeah. was one of the people that were, and he ran like, like look, look it up on YouTube. You'll see the clip and shit. Like it's, it's like that. It's on YouTube and whatnot. So they'll definitely fucking. Harry Pluche takes care of stuff like that all day long. You Twice have on to, Father's Day. And you get, oh yeah, by the way, Happy Father's happy Day. Father's Day. day Not to date the episode or anything. Yeah. That's what we do for all y'all wrestling fans out there. The wrestler champs gather on a five day. Yeah, right. Doing That's all five do. day. Talk about Shiggy Baby, father of all of us yeah. over here. Great grandfather to everybody in the wrestling world. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, like we're saying, dude, tops on the list. Coming back, coming from an era where when they hated you, they'd try and stab you. Fans would try and kill you and stuff like that. Dangerous era to be a real heel. You know what I mean? I respect the hell out of that stuff. Um, we gotta talk about the Sheik's fucking Twitter, man. Can you pull it up by chance, bro? Can you pull Let's, it? uh, as I do that, you start talking about the Twitter. Man, I know it wasn't him that ran this account, obviously, because a lot of celebrities, <laughs> a lot of celebrities, um, fucking don't run their own social medias. Right. They all have like agents or PR somebody people. that PR people, somebody that runs their shit. I know the Iron Sheik had somebody like that, but you know the shit that was on there was his shit. If you look at his last tweet, I think the day before he died, yeah, you know those are his words. You know they're his words. Every one of those tweets are fucking hilarious. And my favorite is when he would still go to the point to call Hulk Hogan a fucking jabroni. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. 
So yeah, like his last his last tweet, uh, June 9th, two thousand eighteen. That's that's his pinned interest at least. Which is take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, that's like his it. that's his last tweet. No, that was one that he has pinned. His oh. last tweet, I believe, was June seventeenth. No, that's somebody doing tribute. Some tribute to him. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of tribute. I don't uh Let me see. Yeah, it's disgusting. So this disgusting. There's so much tribute. No, it's all. It's good that he gets it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He'll never not get it, bro. He'll never not get it. He, like I said, he he became bigger than Hulk Hogan at one point because in later life, because Hulk Hogan fell off. Hey. Because of his dumb decisions. Yeah. Well, you know, another, you know, classic rivalry right there, like we we're talking about. I do got my, I got my fucking, my Iron Sheik LJN action figure deal. I don't know if you want to call it Rubber Man, more likely. Uh, the LJN. No, no, no. I had that back in That's the day. That's classic. Bro. I hate to admit. But I will on this episode that I shoot. I used to shoot him with BBs because he was such a heel. Oh, dude, the Iron Sheik! You <laughs> loved the Iron Sheik because he was such a great bad guy. Yeah, I support it. Yeah, it was very sad. Here we go. And. Uh, respect the legend forever. I think that's his obituary. Um, yeah. June sixth, he said, "Fuck the wildfires." Talking about the Canadian wire. Yeah, yeah. Wildfire. Fuck the wildfires. I think that's his last tweet. Eh? Yeah, June. So the, the, then the same day, he had whoever let the dogs out can go fuck yourself. Classic. Uh, the the list jabroni list without the camel clutch, Bubba. Yeah, Shiki, and he's got like uh, the Rocky Maivia up in the fucking Dwayne Johnson up in the Cobra Clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, he. Yeah, I remember that when he had the Rock and yeah. He was he a cameo dude? He did cameo, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, maybe at one point, but I don't know. Um, if you, you know what, you know what? After people like like the Sheik pass, you always regret not going not, like buying a fifty dollars. Dude, dude when New money. Jack died, when yeah. New Jack died, that dude, when I started watching these cameos, bro, I wish I would have got because I thank God I have an autographed picture and a signed book. You got an action figure too, don't you? I have, I have the the Just Michael go. Brawler that came out okay, after yeah. he died. I have Michael Brawler that came out after he died. But I got a signed book, a signed, um, a signed, um. Oh, you could send something over. You're going to have signed stuff. You can send I have a signed stuff. picture. And I have a signed, I, I still have the envelope with where he okay. hand wrote his, uh, his, um, return address and he even signed that too. So I kept it because it's his autograph. You said, yeah. don't come to my house, Jabroni. No, no. Dude, his wife, Jennifer, I've talked to her. Shout out to Mrs. Jack. Uh, we're talking about New Jack. Yeah, my bad. Respect to both. I love New Jack. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And the Iron Sheik, 
And New Jack yeah. did one of the funniest shoot interviews ever with the Honky Tonk Man. Talk about a group of pe- a group of fucking wrestlers to smoke a joint with, or, or go to the bar with, or so, have some drinks with, or something like that. New Jack and the Iron Sheik. I'm what company up. that is? That's great I, company. I'm looking up. I'm trying to see if he. You can't go any higher than uh, weed and alcohol, though. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, I might not come back. I have. They ever figure uh, out what got New Jack was a fan? No, the Iron Sheik never yeah. had. Never had cameo because there's nothing on. Uh... He would have made fucking a million dollars on. Oh, by the way, shout out to the dude that plays Iron Sheik on that show, Young Rock. That actually just got canceled. But shout out to the dude that plays Iron Sheik on Young Rock because he did a badass job. Sheik's an interesting dude, man. He's always but, such a dark. Like that. The Iron Sheik had some awesome ring music. Like. Telling me. I mean, that's not badass. No, but. It's a little badass. Oh. Originally, that was the theme music that they gave to the Sultan, aka Rikishi. But then later, in later years, they gave it to the Sheik, and he would use it. But like, the Iron Sheik is fucking legendary, like legendary dude, no doubt like, about. You can't. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If I can get the turkey promo. Turkey. Okay. Promo. These are some of the old school fucking... Okay, like, listen to this. And there is tag... And there is tag team action on this card. Hilda Jim and Corporal Kushner combine their talents as they square off against former tag team champions Nikolai Volkov, partner of this man. I guess that this time, the Iron Chief. This is going to be like like the old country when you go to Sacramento. You're absolutely right, Jim. Especially the state capital, Sacramento, thousand, thousand, Iran, Arab Jew, everybody. Arab Jew, everybody. Tied to the car. 
You know, she you don't get done. He don't fuck around. He plays. Oh yeah, real quick. Here's you like a more? Little, here's a little preview of that fucking shoot interview with New Jack, Honky Tonk, and the Sheep. Honky Tonk. Right, right there, real quick, because back in the eighties, it was Atlanta gimmicks. He was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat because he looked fucking Japanese. Yeah, that, that that's why he was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Because originally he was just Ricky Steamboat, and then they turned him into the Dragon because he looked Japanese. Was he chasing the Dragon? Trying to get something to the sheet. New Jack's sitting there laughing at him. New Jack's sitting there laughing at him. I'm trying to get to something Honky fucking... Tonk, man. Oh, then there's a part where she pulls his dick out. Watch. He's sleep. Oh. Oh, New Jack said, she put your dick up. That New Jack giggling, giggling like a kid. That's New Jack, yeah. <laughs> you got his dick out. Oh, they're trying to get Erickson pulled his paper. So these three are fucking crazy, yo. Yeah, you know what I mean? But the Sheik, he's fucking legendary, dude. He, he, you're not going to find a more hated dude in the 1980s WWF than the Iron Sheik. Amen to that, brother. I mean, you, you're just not going to do it. You're not going to find... I mean, let's just... Let, let's, take, let's take... If I can find... Small little clips because I don't let, let's let's fucking and later on in life when he was doing his fucking um oh he was even on Jerry Springer in 1999. Yeah, he's listen, dude. What it comes down to, you got the clip it. Listen, what it comes ah, down to, they, they, he played a fucking just set yourself to somebody, fuck your ass for the money. Yourself, yourself, to somebody. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I'm embarrassed to that piece of garbage to come sit next to me and you tell himself he's a wrestler. Fuck the fucking old 
Baltimore Wire. You was fuck a man. fucking Baltimore Wire. You fucking Wire. I had it turn me shit. You see the slap? You see the slap? Where he slap everything? Yeah, Junior Bernie son of a bitch. Yeah, he slapped the fucking shit out of him. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Uh, there was another, food. they had an iron sheet roast, right? Yeah, yeah. Sean Oliver. Shout out Sean Oliver. I like yeah, him. dude. Click this Kevin Nash podcast. What, what, the best wrestling podcast out right now. Next to Wrestle Jams, of course. Well, yeah, of course, but we're not on that Kevin Nash level, you know what I'm saying? Kevin's we, a we big might, fan of the show. We might be bigger than Conrad Thompson, I think, but we're not bigger than fucking Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver. But Sean Oliver, in my opinion, the king of the YouTube shoot interviews, sure. uh, kayfabe commentaries, he's just a man. Shout out to Sean Oliver. I, I own he um, two books, right? Huh? He's, he wrote two books, right? Sean Oliver? Yeah. He wrote two books? I don't know about that. I, I just know he's like, he's I one I've Yeah. But, uh, I forgot why I brought him up. Oh, no, they were, <laughs> I'm high. They fucking, they did the Iron Sheik roast. Yeah. And Scott Hall was there. Scott Hall was drunk. Very drunk. Very famous, very famously drunk, too. I remember the footage of it floating around. Yeah, and, but I understand the story, though. I mean, if, I mean, he's one of Owen Hart's best friends. And one of the comedians who is not a wrestling fan made an Owen Hart joke. Right. And Scott Hall flipped out. Well, the Sheik didn't take too kindly of it. If you could, please, pull up the Iron Sheik's reply to Scott Hall's fucking interruption. Well, I remember this, and it's kind of, you know, a comedian's just trying to... Well, yeah, and it's a roast. It's a roast. It's a roast, okay? All fucking jokes are all go, bro. It's all go at a roast. If you go to a roast, you know... What you're walking into, bro. If you go to a comedy show, you know what you're walking into. You should not sit in a front row at the comedy show if you have skin as thin as Bobby Nick's ball sack. But anyway, um, anyway. Why? Wrong show. Sorry. You're out of control. I leave you alone for a second to go look up a look up. A, is you just you sent me to this video so you can sneak that in? No, huh? yeah. no, I didn't even send it to you. I just asked you to look it up. But no, by go. the way, check out episode four of Owen Has No Friends currently on YouTube. Raises yeah. in the building, baby. <laughs> Yeah, race is going at the dude. Are you don't get the joke in here, unfortunately. No, no, no. The reply. Look up the reply. You know what I mean? Look up Iron Sheik's reply to Scott Hall about it. His reply to Scott Hall. Type in. Well, we're not going to look up too many videos. All right, just this one. Type in uh, Iron Sheik shoots on Scott Hall. If you can't find it, don't worry about it. But. This would be the last video we play. But yeah, dude, fucking. Right, we, yeah. We got a little bit here. Get hip, get hip, they say. Get hip. It comes from nowhere. 
It drops like a needle in time. I took this gummy to boost my energy. You know what I mean? Work, and honestly, I've been so bad. Yeah, nice. like that. It's very nice. You know, we get to have this and that and the other thing. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? It's very that. beautiful. Yeah. A very nice deal. You know, sometimes people like to do it. Uh, sometimes they don't like to do it. If it's not understand. working, don't worry about it, bro. This comes from our boys at Boston Wrestling, which I love. I love the, the fucking this, their their YouTube's dope. Oh yeah, they Boston, fucking, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, they yeah. they do all types of shit. I think they even do wrestling conventions now. And fucking, they do. They definitely do. I'm looking at their deal. Check out their stuff. It's good stuff. I see Al Snow on there, your boy, right here. I worked with Al Snow before. I ever tell you that. Yeah, he did, actually, yeah. yeah. We did a movie together. Al Snow's a good dude. When I told yeah. him I did bad guy wrestling, he sure he didn't think that was cool. He thought that wasn't no, that was yeah. cool. Did he call you a dumbass? No, he gave me a look that was kind of like... Yeah, like you're an idiot? Yes. Yeah, he don't like bad guy wrestling, bro. Yeah, I got that vibe. I, I didn't know that yeah. ahead of time. I thought... Yeah. I mean, if we uh, were if we would have known each other back then, I would have fucking clued you in. Like, yo, if you ever meet Al Snow, don't tell him you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I know he was writing for like TNA or something like that at the time. Oh yeah, at the time he was TNA's head writer. He was. I remember it was cool because he was like doing it like that night, like he was doing it in his room. We will Just, have an Al Snow uh, episode, by the way, one day. Maybe we'll get him on. That would be cool. I kept uh, it friendly. Al Snow is actually not gonna lie, one of my top favorite wrestlers. He was always one of the, like I said, I know this is a chic episode, but we keep getting into like these little side combos. Don't worry about the video, bro. If, any, if people listen, want to check it out. Check it out. You're obsessed with that? No, I have to, we just did a countdown until we got to the video. Oh, okay. That's all we were doing, Bubba Gump. If you want to give yourself, we'll do a nice little Bubba Gump countdown where it goes Bubba Gump 3, Bubba Gump 2, Bubba Gump 1. Another garbage roll life at Resort Ramon. Here we go. With, with the, his toothpicks in his mouth. He was so know? high. He was so high. Listen to him. I'm sorry. He's trying to ruin my roast. And he's trying to get drunk and hot and alcohol. And uh, oh. he was so oh. he didn't know how to control himself. And he come talk about uh, uh, my student, Bret Hart. I'm a teacher of the Bret Hart family. Not Rosor Ramon, not, not, what is his name? Scott Hall. Uh, Scott Hall. Uh, Scott Hall, you're mm-hmm. another Jabroni, and nobody, how many Olympic you've been? How many times you come to the AU? How many times you break the record? You're another low-life garbage, throughout you steal a show that night, but you never give over me. You're never going to steal the show next to Arashik. You're another Jabroni, low-life, uh, and low zone, and you throughout you steal a show. But you, you, you're nobody, man. If it's not from uh, NWA or, or WWA, who is Rosor Ramon? Who is Scott Hall? But his partner is a nice guy. What was his name? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Hey, you're nobody, man. No big problem, <laughs> dude. Nash is nice guy. I get along with him. But, uh, but that Rosor Ramon is another jabroni low life garbage, uh, hard <laughs> drunk, effed uh, up that night. Uh, and I tell him, hey, man. Uh, he's a good guy. I get along with him. He's I'm not gonna lie. Guy. He sounds he's so chill bitch. right there than normal. Right, right. There. You know he's high as fuck because he don't he normally had, sound that chill. 
He's chilling. He's wearing a, a new age WWF logo chic shirt, which is a bummer. I want to see that old school WWF up in there. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. That's the Back then, he was always wearing some gimmick shirt. Like he always. It's this is like the newer one. I imagine. Yeah, it's still the old school. The day it's the born. old. It's the golden era logo. It's just WWE, not WWF. Yeah, I don't WWE like that. Legend I like the fucking logo. wing. I like the F. I like the F wing. The yeah, little, the little yeah. arches. I like them but to hang out. Thank, you can thank the World Wildlife Pussies for that. What's funny is they they were it was always an issue, always. But they paid they never, money. like it was always there, but it was never. They, an issue. they paid money. They paid money. That's why the WWE, the WWE used to pay them money, and then for some reason in two thousand two they decided to fucking sue them. I think because Vince didn't want to pay him anymore. You know, was it that early? I thought it was a little later. Was it that no, early? June two thousand two. It was the week, I'll never forget, WrestleMania happened in March, the pay-per-view happened in April after that backlash, and then I remember hearing about it, they were going to change the review, and I'm like, nah, they won't do that, that's, why would they do that? And then they did it, and then fucking one week it's WWF, next week it's WWE, and it's like, what the fuck? And back then, you never thought you would get used to calling it WWE. Because fucking, even they would fuck up every once in a while. Everything. Say WWF. Everything. Even years after they changed WWE, sometimes they would slip up and say WWF. It happens. They blur and then people. for almost 20 years, you didn't hear WWF. The first time you, the last time Vince Man, the first time Vince Man uttered the letters WWF in years was at the Survivor Series, I want to say 2020, when The Undertaker officially retired. Like, yeah. with nobody in the building. And the pay-per-view ended with him doing his kneel down, and they inserted a hologram with Paul Bearer, which was fucking awesome. So it looked like he was kneeling to Paul Bearer one last time. And oh, that's cool. fucking... The only shit thing is there was nobody, and they trolled Kane that night, which was hilarious. They trolled Kane so hard. Everybody came out to the ring. They were all dressed in suits and shit. Kane comes out. He's the only one in his gear. He's got his mask on, everything. They trolled him so hard that night. (laughs) They ripped him. They ripped him. It was awesome. But yeah, fucking, that was the last time. I never thought I'd get used to WWE. Never. Never. But the Sheik, man, you watch some of his Howard Stern shit, and he was so fucked up at the time. But some of this shit was hilarious. Like the whole thing when he, with the new Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik Jr., where Artie put was Iron Sheik Jr., and they were going back and forth. And then the phone calls when, when he thought he was talking to Macho Man. And he's talking about, I'll fuck you with my 10-inch cock. And shit like that. But yeah, oh, bro, he's trolling so hard. And then I remember one time him and Hogan were actually going out. Because it was the real Hogan on the phone. And they were still playing it up. You know, yeah. yeah. It's fucking hilarious. And then fucking Kurt Angle one time got mad at him and called him out. 
on the Stone Show. Him and Kirk got into yeah. it. We didn't bring up kind of the he's dealt with a, a lot of kind of ups and downs in his life, but there's one oh, that we man. kind of didn't talk about that we should at least mention, which was losing his eldest daughter. Oh yeah, you know, man, Marissa. Marissa, yeah. Boy, her boyfriend Charles Warren Reynolds uh, killed her. Killed her, yeah. May uh, two thousand three, age twenty. I think I yeah, rest in peace. I think that's what really started his uh, his crack problem, his drug problem. I think that really fuck. I mean, that's he, a, yeah. For for a hit, for a man who was the biggest heel of the nineteen eighties. Yeah. And who was a heel most of his career. He started out as Farouk the Iron Sheik. Correct. Um, which a lot of people don't know that. Um, he, uh, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Like, you could I see it. Him. You could see it. You, you could just tell he was always fucking. Behind his character, he was probably the nicest, funniest, coolest dude you can meet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like I said, I think before, I, we might have been recording, but dude always believed to the day he died that he was the Iron Sheik and that he could basically fuck your ass and make you humble. Like, well, he, when you're a warrior, it's tough to, that when somebody comes in and takes one of your people. You know what I mean? Oh, when you man. have this thing in your head about you being this warrior that can't be stopped, and then here it is. It's the same oh. thing, because I haven't watched a documentary in a long time. It's yeah. the same thing about what led up to the situation, like what was going on. No, it doesn't get into it. It just says that the, 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 the boyfriend was taken into custody and later convicted, and then he died in 2016. Is it, uh, oh, he, he died? Well, fuck him. We'll be running to hell. Hopefully the Sheik... Fucking on the way to wherever he went in purgatory. Hopefully he put him in a camel clutch and put his kind of dick in his ass. You know, hopefully. But, um, does it say how she was murdered? It doesn't. No, uh, my, I, I, my oh, guess I, is maybe yeah. like he beat her up too much or like maybe, maybe strangled her. I don't, I don't want to make it. It wasn't, uh, it with. It wasn't smothering it with kisses, I'm sure. No, no, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, too but, soon, too soon. No, but no, uh, <laughs> but I I haven't watched it in a long time. But I highly recommend the it Sheik is a great documentary. Dog. It's called The Sheik. Uh, it's a good documentary. I wouldn't as much get a fact about that. I wouldn't recommend the WWE biography as much because they yeah. the WWE tends to clean things up. Towards their own history, yeah, and they like to red red con shit. So, hey, that documentary was crowdsourced. They were, uh, the the his managers raised for, uh, over forty grand to, to make do that, that documentary. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the dude that runs his Twitter, I forget his name and all that. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and there's a lot that yeah, like the, the whole thing about being. See with the chic vibe, it's the it's the. I didn't know it was the boyfriend. I just knew she was killed. So let, let I I forgot, but like I said, I haven't watched that documentary in at least five years. 
I always assumed, because what I always thought might have wore on him was the fact that he didn't know who it was, and then you have the element of some crazy, being a hail so much, you that some crazy, it's still real to me, damn it, fan goes out there and kills one of your kids because, uh, you know, you and Sergeant Salada had beef when, you know. Yes, and it you know. happened, look, it happened to people like John Lane, John Lane, <laughs> John Lane. That stuff does happen. The, the fucking Beatles broke up and our disgruntled fan, Mark David Chapman, shoot John Lennon <coughs> because the there's a broke up. there's a respect level there too. We were we were re- recently uh, there was a show on the network called Behold the Pill podcast. They did an episode on Gary Pluche, the dude who's known for killing uh, the dude who molested in the airport, shot the guy who molested his kid. Oh, the guy that was on the phone and when the guy walked by, he shot. He him. turns around and blasted him. Man. It's like a, we're talking about that. It's like there's all when when somebody does something right in front of you like that. It's almost like there's like a respect level, and and chic with being such a dude of of high respect. I feel a demanding respect from people. I felt like the fact the shiki baby. The fact that the boyfriend did that and was kind of like fuck I and chic. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I think that would weigh heavy on his mind, maybe more so than another person. Yeah. But you, know I mean? the, you gotta think at the time he's thinking, and that. But the war, and, the, and I also he think probably the baby, wasn't thinking. You know what I mean? And I, you know, maybe he wasn't at home as much. He can blame himself for that. You know, maybe you know. Yeah. But, but I, being a wrestler, but he, being mean, a yeah. dude who would be known to be able to take care physically, take care of his family. When one, it's like you leave the back door open one night, and you know, one slips yeah. by. It's like yeah. you know, you fit. There's, a, I bet, there's like a. I, I almost feel like there's almost a, I, I, there's a little bit more. I, I don't know. This is probably the wrong way of saying it, but there might be a little bit more. You know, he he might have a little more. Uh, like it's very it's a very delicate thing, I guess. But you know, it's almost like saying he'd have it'd be a little more harder on him. But that's kind of fucked up to say. Because I think he'd have that element. But all parents would have that element, whether they're a wrestler or fucking. Dude, you know, yeah, I don't think it necessarily pertains to just being uh, a known figure. I think any man would think like that. I mean, I think like that about kids that aren't even biologically mine. You know, what I'm I saying? think a lot you, of parents. You, I think you, parents also the, the fact that he didn't kill him. I think that there'd be a regret that she could have had that he didn't get his hands on him and kill him before the. Dude or maybe he thought he was whatever. too old at the time. You gotta remember. Oh, did he never too old? I know, but at the time the Sheik was, you're talking 2003, he was in his mid-60s, yeah. he's, he's addicted to crack, he's, you know, he's fucking on the road all the time, even yeah. in his 60s, even though he's not wrestling anymore, he's doing, you know, tours with Eric Sims and the Killers of Comedy, which he did a lot, which was the house, you know, Reverend Bob Levy, Beetlejuice, Shuley. You know, yeah. you know, so he was still on the road a lot, even in his mid sixties, you know, so he was still living the Iron Sheik gimmick, you know, he even kept the mustache for the rest of his life. You have to, you have you know to, I mean? how do you get rid of the mustache? I mean, yeah, that's like Hogan without the bandana. You know what I mean? You can't really say the mustache because he's grown full grown beards in the last couple of years. So it's you know, it's not really the mustache as much as it is the bandana. You yeah. know. 
But yeah, the Sheik man, I think that that fucked him up for the rest of his life. Cause That's I don't think he, I don't think he ever truly dealt, and I and I can't see any parent ever really truly dealing with something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a wild deal. Yeah, I definitely, I think that that, you know, he was supposedly he was gonna try and he vowed to like clean it up and take care of his family and stuff like that after. But I think that yeah, I don't think he he did for a while. He did for a while. His wife said, his wife said that he did for a while, but then he went right back on the road and you know, the beer, the the weed, the crack. It, you know, it just consumed him. You know, you say the weed, the crack, the weed, the crack, the alcohol. There's a big, there's a big jump between those things. I hope. I know, but that was his thing: the weed, the crack, and alcohol. Those are the three things that he. I, it kept him going, man. Yeah, I mean, it he was. Keep, he seemed to be pretty I active mean, as well as eighty years. I never smoked crack, but I used to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I used to break it down and shoot it. Because in my mind, I wasn't doing crack. I was just doing dope. And, and that was the purest form of dope you could do. You know, that was yeah. pure. Once you took all that fucking baking soda and that shit out, you had pure fucking dope. You know, and that shit, yeah, it fucking made you feel it. But there's never enough with that shit. It's not like smoking a bowl where you can fucking hit it a couple times and be good for a while. But that shit's like, all right, I'm not feeling that. So let me do more. Let me do a bigger piece. You know, shit like that. And when you smoke it, I've heard that it don't, it's like 30 seconds. You're like on a cloud and it's like you start to come down. Like, you know, that's why they smoke so much of it. You know what I mean? So I don't really subscribe to the theory that it kept him going. Good thing if he kept him going, he had to smoke that shit constantly. That means he was like turning his back and hitting that shit like every other minute. And there's no way. You know? You think that he just tried to like erase his brain? Like once maybe, that tragedy happened, maybe, he was like, I, I think don't... that, yeah. I think that's I think the way he a lot dealt of that with it. There. I think that's I think that's how he dealt with it. I think he dealt with it by going on the road and doing the shit that he was doing. Because yeah. I think that's how he dealt with the pain, you know. But a lot of people deal with shit like that, right? Well, a lot of fucking. Lot of I people. myself, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't realize, but late last year, dude, I was fucking drunk every fucking day, and nobody even fucking knew. And then I made the mistake thinking I could handle it. Okay, I see other people drinking and getting drunk on the show. I'm going to, you know, let me try this. You know what I'm saying? But that was the wrong thing to do because I found out that I couldn't. Like, that was too much for me. You know, because I was When you had a miracle come in your life. Huh? You came into the boombastic family and... The positivity just showered down whoa, on you, and you, you quit drinking like that, whoa. and you just smiled forever, and it was beautiful. Well, I honestly, <laughs> I'd love to be able to give you that credit, bro. I'll but take it. Honestly, I'll take it even if you don't give it. That's fine. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I did meet you around that time, yeah. So, but what really that. saved me from that shit is fucking was I actually Jasmine, bro. We know who saved you. Yeah. She definitely did. 
It's a good thing. She scares me sometimes. She's a badass. Yeah. I think she's going to... She can fuck somebody in the ass and make them humble, I think. That's just my opinion. I'm going to fuck me in the ass, but, you know. (laughs) Well, I think that's what time to wrap up the show with something like that. Oh, dude. Oh, 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 we. Now we know where the name comes from. Oh, we. Oh. No, no, that's actually, that's actually a childhood nickname that my cousin used to call me. And fucking one day I told Jasmine about it and it just stuck. Yeah. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. But, um, that was something else I was going to say about the Sheik. I'm trying to Sheik in? There's so much stuff. That, you know, I want to, we'll, we'll finish up with Owen's last thing, but there's so much stuff. Go up back in there, watch the old matches, watch the old promos. Yeah, definitely. Sean Stern. You know uh, there I mean? we go. And Opie and Anthony. Really? I think it's uh, I, if he was, I never saw that. If he was, he was that'd be uh, interesting. If, if well. he was, oh, I think he was. I know he was on the Sam, that one show with Sam, Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts is a big fan. Sam Roberts is like a bell, yeah. And he's actually, I think he actually still, uh, does some correspondent work with WWE. Like, I, I, I know Sam he's Roberts been on a few. Has a good, got a good yeah. deal going for, you yeah. Know, I miss his hair, bro. I miss his hair. I miss his hair. And this is hair, I'm not gonna lie. But if I have to fucking uh recommend two matches of the Iron Sheiks, three actually. One would be him versus Bob Backlund. Actually I got four for it. Him versus Bob Backlund nineteen eighty three. Hogan ver uh Shafari versus uh Sheik in the boot camp match. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Hogan Hogan versus the Sheik. 1984, and, uh, WrestleMania 2, or no, not WrestleMania 2, uh, WrestleMania 3, uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the Killer Bees. Yeah. 93,000 people. And you know what? I shouldn't even say that number, because that's, that's a bullshit number that, that they keep repeating. I mean, the record's done since then broke, apparently, but, that number was always inflated. They counted everybody in the building, including wrestlers, uh, the commentators, everybody. So that's why that number was so inflated. Um, I mean, I, fuck, dude. Every time I watch WrestleMania 3, I get sad when you think about what, what's, what the Pontiac Silverdome looks like today. I mean, it's in fucking ruins. Yeah. By the way, nice shirt, bro. Thank you, sir. I Thank you. Earlier, you know. I'm wearing your boy shirt yeah. my cow. Yeah. Antonio and Oki. But yeah, Antonio and Oki. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely got to do an Antonio and Oki episode. Oh yeah. I but anyway, fucking rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Fucking big yeah. part of my my childhood. You actually, when the LJN figures came out, yeah, you had. Hulk Hogan was your definite first buy, and you had to have a fucking heel, and there was none better than Iron Sheik. So the first L- two LJNs you bought as a kid was definitely Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik. Um, shot 
big part of my life, man. Fucking so many, many fucking funny memories of the United She Wish I could have met him in person. That definitely would have been cool to at least smoke a joint with him or something like that. Uh, to anybody that's ever met the Sheik, been around the Sheik, or fucking has any kind of stories about him. Uh, my thoughts are with you, Erickson, man. Thank you for fucking taking care of the Sheik. Uh, and thank you for keeping him out there for the last fucking 20 years of his life. Uh, to his family, my thoughts are with you. Um, I know you guys just recently laid up the rest a couple of days ago. Uh, I know it's tough, but hang in there and just think of the good shit because that's what he would want. No, he was fun because he would get so raw and he was always. Oh, school. dude, because he never. I mean, you even heard it in the old school promo. He said yeah. Jew. He said Jew. You know, they said something about picked or cotton. You know what I mean? Yeah, he said he's. Dude, he didn't care. When you're hailing up, dude, you got to make everybody hate you, dude. That's but also, it. if you remember back then in the late in the late eighties and nineties, people didn't get upset about things that they get upset about now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. That I mean, th- that F word was commonly used in the fucking 90s. I mean, even gay people call themselves that now. That's why I don't understand why people get so upset when people say it. You know what I mean? Uh, they refer to cigarettes they do. as that in, in fucking England. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, come on now. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm... You know, I didn't hear you calling somebody that. Like, you know, that would have been different. <laughs> I feel you. Next but time I'll we, just play the clip. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> do, we do. Exactly. Put it on the patiche uh, for the button. The, um, much yeah, love right. to the Iron Sheik and his family, dude. Legendary character. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah, time yeah, to see yeah. him go. But a long life, dude. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. it had some dark shit in it, but a legacy left behind for sure. And, that's kind of it. I mean, the one oh, thing. Oh, definitely. And like I said, it's his legacy. Go ahead. Yeah. With that being said. Yeah, but I think more know. so for his later life. No. I think. I think. I think. Um, and yeah. more legacy. His legacy would be more so for his later life than his wrestling career, though. He well, he, his character has become a uh, pop culture, the same way Hulk Hogan's oh. character became pop. Oh, culture. definitely. Because without the Antique, there is no Hogan. You, you don't have not only that. The Antique was also real quick before we get out of here. The Antique yeah. was part of that rock and roll wrestling cartoon, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon in the in the late eighties. The Antique oh, yeah. wasn't one. Of the, he was one of the only characters on that show. So the Antique's been immortalized in fucking. Uh, I think he's been in a couple of video games, and I don't think he's been in anything WWE related video games, but I know he's in that Legends of Wrestling game. Um, he's got all kinds of action figures. Is he in, is he in Meat Sauce Madness, the Virgil game? I don't know. Is he? Is he? he should be. Definitely gotta do That's a Virgil episode. That's anyway, fucking Matt. Take us out, brother. Take us out, baby. And shout much love to Virgil if you're out there listening. Um, hell yeah, man. Much love and respect to uh, the Sheik and uh, his family, of course. You know, and all the fans that, that miss him. And if one good thing is here, you know, he's left a legacy. And 
now he's back with his daughter, which is cool. You know, he's been waiting waiting a while to see her, so you know, they got a lot of, they got some shit to catch up on, I guess, you know what I mean? We took it out sweet in this episode of Wrestle Champs. Peace. Peace. About to witness the following history. contest given for one fall is for... Oh,